Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the ravishing Karen Randazzo. You see, I now possess the one Darwinian advantage that humans have over other animals. The ability to BS my way through anything. And the smoldering Chris Randazzo. It's pronounced Pache. We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, Sometimes we do get a little spoilery. Actually, just about every time. So, if you do not want the most current episode of The Muppets, the most, uh, the just shy of the most episode of The X-Files, um, this the season of episodes. The New Girl, oh, I'm, uh, can you spoil a commercial? No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Do you want spoilers? Do you want to avoid spoilers on the Super Bowl commercials? Then t- avert your ears! Because we are going to spoil the hell out of the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> If you don't want any of that stuff spoiled, please go check that stuff out. Come back. We're going to make it more entertaining for you. Uh, Karen, you're going to start us off this week? I guess I am. <laughs> I know we just talked about the X-Files, but... Um, yes, but we, oh talked about the, we talked about a different X-Files. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Things took an awesome turn. Yeah, this uh, the third episode, Mulder and Scully meet the were-monster. Um <laughs> Just is the series at its best. It's it was fantastic. It reminded me a lot of I think this episode was in the fourth season of the original series. Not that it's not still the original series, whatever. Uh, it was an episode called Bad Blood. Uh, it was a vampire episode, and it was told from multiple perspectives and had a lot of unreliable narrators, and it was just hysterical. Um, and that, those are some of my favorite X Files, and. Uh, this one was no different. <laughs> uh, so we get to, uh, we start out, we have a pretty hilarious opening with a couple of stoners in the woods. <laughs> one of which was that guy from Reaper. I know. <laughs> Tyler. Again, the, the guy from Deadbeat that you talked about a week or two ago. Tyler um, Le- Labine or Labine. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's getting around. They, he was a uh, whore. He was huffing. <laughs> Yes. And uh, he and his buddy, they uh, end up stumbling upon a a monster attack in the woods. Uh, One of the victims of the monster attack is a park ranger who is played by Kamal Nanjani. Uh, (laughs) If you don't know who that is, that he is a uh, funny stand up. He's on, uh, I believe he's on Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. He's got a couple podcasts on the Nerdist Network, one of which is the X-Files Files. Which was a uh, episode by episode X Files podcast that the popularity of which helped bring this reboot to reality. So it's a pretty big thrill for him to be on this uh, be on this episode. And he did a, he did a good job. He did great. I love him. He's so funny. Um, so Scully and Mulder get assigned to this case, and uh, <laughs> Mulder and Scully have pretty much reversed roles at this point from their original uh, positions in. The you know the original series. I keep calling it that because it was whatever. Like seasons one through nine. (laughs) It was almost twenty years ago that it started. Like it's the original series. Uh, So Mulder's being very mopey and uh, looking for every the most rational explanation, and Scully's just like trying to get him back on the case and cheer him up, and you know she's not automatically. believing in whatever supernatural explanation they can find but she's open to things i do like the i like the fact that when she first walks in and he's throwing the pencils 
at the poster. That's, yeah. And she's like, would you not? That's that's my poster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's very cute the way she's like taking care of him because somebody needs to take care of him. <laughs> um, so they go check out the uh, the case. Somebody has been biting people's throats out uh, and there's, you know, very weird clues that lead to something that doesn't, you know, make quite make sense. And Mulder is every step of the way. He's like, nope, it's just this or it's just that. It's just a regular old silly serial killer. You've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> it was a wolf or a bobcat or a bear or maybe all three at the same time. <laughs> and eventually they, they uh, have an encounter with whatever this creature is at a truck stop, which... That was so goddamn hysterical. They're, they're, you know, the Mulder's been com- like complaining this can't possibly be a real monster because nobody has a picture of it and everybody has cameras now. <laughs> and so, of course, when they cross paths with the monster, Mulder's got his phone out and he's trying to take pictures, but he has no idea how to use a camera phone. Because <laughs> he has this new app that does like rapid fire photos. It's hysterical. The flash and, just keeps pop, 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 pop. And pop, it's pop. completely within character, too, because uh, Mulder would not have any idea how to use technology. Like he never did. <laughs> uh, so they, you know, they cross paths with this thing. They think they, they've got a lead on him they chase him down into a porta potty and then they bust in and it just turns out to be a guy on the porta potty <laughs> who is incidentally i believe his name is reese darby he mm-hmm. was murray on uh flight of the concords the <laughs> yes. band's manager <laughs> at such excellent casting in this oh, episode oh my god do you do you know his character's name in the episode yes <laughs> okay <laughs> Yes, because they uh, they they eventually investigate that. They're like, "Guy man cannot possibly be a real name." <laughs> it's man with two ends. <laughs> exactly. I guess I guess the the creature did eventually uh, have enough sense to think. Well, guy man spelled correctly would never, you know, no one will believe that. I'll add an extra one n, and then it'll be a totally believable alias. Uh, <laughs> So uh, they they're back at their hotel and there's an attack there. Um, there's a whole like, you know, kind of a, a very silly uh, side plot about how the manager has like peepholes installed in every room behind the uh, fake animal heads on the walls, <laughs> which leads to some you know comedy and very elaborately designed peepholes. My favorite part of the, about that was that Mulder, you know, the 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 manager of the motel was like, you're not going to arrest me for all this, are you? And he said, no, when you check into a place like this, you kind of expect the manager to be a pervert. <laughs> um, so, but they find some, that leads them to find some clues that leads them to track down Guy Man in his uh, profession at a cell phone store. Um, <laughs> Scully goes to investigate, but uh, the guy freaks out and runs off. Mulder tracks him down to a graveyard where we finally get the story <laughs> on what's going on with this guy, which is he's a monster. He's a some kind of lizard that no one has ever seen before. And something happened to him. The guy, he was attacked by whatever the real uh, where the thing was <laughs> thing that's been making all these attacks is. And it turned him from into a monster into a, a man. 
and he keeps transforming back and forth and he can't really figure out how to control it, but he just wants to go back to being his natural lizard self. Uh, the whole the whole explanation of the story is really hysterical. Um, but it leads Mulder to the clue that it's actually the park ranger that we met in the beginning, Kumail Nanjani, who is just a regular guy that's just like some kind of cannibal serial killer. <laughs> Scully, meanwhile, has tracked down another lead that leads her back to talk to him again, at which point he attacks her and Mulder shows up just in time to save her. And they arrest the guy and everybody's happy. And at the very end, the lizard creature goes into the woods because it's time for him to hibernate. And uh, he has a good bit about how he's never been really good with human um, concepts of time, but uh, hibernation is about, and he does some math in his head, 10,000 years. <laughs> it's, a, it's like, okay, then there's one, two, three seasons, and then, then yeah, 10,000 years. <laughs> it, it explains a lot about why no one has ever seen this creature before and why no one would have heard of it. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a really hysterical episode. I was so, so happy to see the X-Files be back in its, like, classic triumphant form with lots of good comedy and funny, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. The funniest part of this episode is when, you know, Mulder and, and Guy are... He, Guy's telling him the story and he's mm -hmm. rattling through... You know, bit by bit, and he's retelling it, and it's completely opposite of what they have shown us. It's not him, you know, attacking the transvestite. It's him running from something else, and she just when he she was defending herself because she, she thought she was being attacked, but he was just running away because he was scared. When Scully comes and confronts him at well, confronts him at the cellular store, and. <laughs> She's, she starts undressing, and they end up making out and, and doing it in the back, and then they flash back to him telling her, like, that didn't happen. Yes. All right, you caught me. <laughs> Ever since I became a human, I've had this undying urge to lie about my sexuality. <laughs> yes, it's uh, there's a lot of good comedy about, like, this creature's <laughs> perspective on what it is to be a human. <laughs> He's compelled to work at a cell phone store. <laughs> he had the uncontrollable urge to get a job. Job. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, welcome to the world, buddy. I like it. They, they, like they show him the picture, like the, 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 the police sketch. And he's like, no, that's ridiculous. I only have two eyes. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot of great, great jokes. A lot of, uh, a lot of good, like, you know. This was not, a perfect casting as well. Absolutely. And it wasn't, like, you know, scary. There were some good jumps and some good misdirects, and I, I did not see the end coming. Uh, <laughs> Kumail Nanjani did a good job with his character's misdirect, because he was sort of like, once there was this weird creature attack, <laughs> his ta take on everything was like, this is weird. I'm freaked out. I don't want to be here. I don't like this. And it was, it really did a good job of directing the agents in another path so that he didn't get caught um, as the actual serial killer. Because at one point he, after he was on site at the truck stop when Mulder and Scully crossed paths with the uh, monster and he was there and he was like, 
that's it. I quit. <laughs> Mind you, right before he does that, he's got the net that's broken through and that leash on a stick that's broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, and we just, uh, so we had the sort of two-parter myth arc craziness for the uh, opening for the first two episodes of the season. Now we had a funny episode. The one that just aired tonight, uh, or last night, uh, was a more serious one. It had definitely had a, a supernatural, kind of mysterious, hard-to-explain case. And there were also some elements of, like, Mulder and Scully and their kid and what happened to him. And so we've got two episodes of this miniseries left. And I would hate to be the people who had to make the show at this point because have we seen the new guys yet no we haven't okay i i would bet they're saving that for the finale okay and i just don't (laughs) there's no way they can make everybody happy oh that's right because there's there's too many different kinds of episodes for them to be able to do them all Mm -hmm. but what they've done so far i've been really happy with i did like there was a point where Mulder was was he was turning back to the you know, original Mulder. And yes. Scully's like, ah, there he is. I <laughs> this like is this how Mulder. I like my Mulder. <laughs> and the rest of America went, yes, us <laughs> we too, <concur>. Scully. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see where they go from here. But, you know, if if you have, if you were kind of off put by the openers and I could see how you could be, definitely go back and check out the third episode and then the fourth episode. Beautiful. Good, good stuff. All right, um, I'm going to jump in real quick and talk about The New Girl. Um, Specifically, uh, episode five of season five. But I'm going to glaze over the whole fifth season because this show is doing something a little out of the norm. Um, The New Girl, it stars Zoe Deschanel as a girl who moves into an apartment or loft with a bunch of guys. Uh, and is com- no longer a new girl because she's been at it for five fucking years. Five years, yes. Um, of course, comedy ensues. It's a very funny show. The The thing with this season is she has only been... She was in solidly for the first two episodes of the fifth season and half of the third. And now she is not on the show because she's on maternity leave. She got preggers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I knew that. So what they did was they made the show about all the other characters. And usually when the main character leaves a show or they swap out the main character or they try to have... This is just shy of a spinoff. They're doing it really well because each one of the characters by themselves really can't carry the show, but all of them together do a really, really good job. Yeah, it's an ensemble. Yeah. Um, This episode specifically, episode five, is called Bob... Bob and Carol and Nick and Schmidt. Um, Nick and Schmidt are two of the male roommates and they're the besties of friends. And Bob and Carol are Nick's cousins. Um, Nick allegedly is like the big winner of the family. So every time he interacts with the rest of his family, it's always for some, most of the time it's so they could get money from him. So he is really worried about meeting or, or getting together with his, his cousins. And Schmidt is there to support him, to help him set boundaries and know I will, you know, you won't give him money and, or them money. And 
the the it turns out that they're not there for money. They're there for his sperm. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, a- apparently, Bob can't is you know he, he can't get his wife pregnant. Mind you, Bob is played by Bill Burr. Oh God. <laughs> Funniest, funniest episode I've seen in a good long time. Bill Burr is hysterical when he plays. He plays like the everyman. Excuse me. He plays the angry everyman really, really well. Uh, so, the, you know, the, he he goes to, you know, donate the sperm and, you know, everything goes okay. But then it turns out that, you know, Bob and uh, they don't have enough money to actually proceed with this procedure. So then immediately you go, oh, so this is, this is, this is it. They're going to ask for money, and they throw a curveball at you, and Bob asks Nick to just sleep with his wife. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, just do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, Nick can't do it. He just can't bring himself. He has to set boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Really funny stuff. But there's a whole B-plot to this this episode because um cc is getting married to schmidt and oh. yeah i know that happened spoiler we uh <laughs> we are a little bit on a, a little bit behind on this i'm just looking now and we dropped off somewhere towards the end of uh, season four oh. maybe finished season four well we all knew it was going to happen especially with the love triangle that was all of season four Mm-hmm. Um, but CC and Schmidt are going to get married, and the like. The last two or three episodes have been CC going through all of the pre-wedding stuff without Je- without Jess. So the the replacement for Jess in this episode is Winston. And <laughs> <laughs> that's going to go well. And in this episode, they go wedding dress shopping. Oh, jeez. So there's the whole, you know, musical montage of her walking up and down that little aisle at the dress store, you know, trying on different outfits. But the entire time they're dancing and drinking straight out of champagne bottles. And he's that like, That happens, no. by yeah, the way. I'm sure it does. <laughs> they keep saying no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, like, Winston practically falls off the couch and he's like, That's the one. That's it. We don't see the dress. But they make a really big deal about it. You know, Smash cut to them being super hungover on the couch and Cece getting really excited because she wants to try the dress on again. And when she does, they realize that you really shouldn't be dress shopping as hammered as they were (laughs) because it's this big poofy thing. And and the I guess it's called the bodice Mm -hmm. is covered in these large reflective like giant rhinestones. And she's like, there's this pack in on my back. And he's like, oh, that's that's the, the batteries. She's like, what, what does it need batteries for? It, it, it lights up. And they flip a switch, and it start, <laughs> lights start flickering like a Christmas tree. <laughs> it was very, very funny. The, the worry that I had going into this season, knowing that Zoe Deschanel was pregnant and that she was going to ha- – I thought they were, were going to delay the, the, the show. But they didn't. They just cut her out and – the reason she's not on the show is because she's on jury duty for like the, <laughs> okay <laughs> this major trial that she's been uh, not quarantined you know it's sequestered li- sequestered and at the end of the episode 
they go to the CD hotel that they're being stashed in and they're yelling up to her window and someone goes to the window. It's supposed to be her, but I don't think it was her. You know, it's just silhouetted. And she's wearing, you know, Cece's wearing the dress and she shows it and she's got, and, and Jess puts up this big sign to the glass. And she's like, that's horrible. And then <laughs> takes the sign down, scratches it, puts it back, but I can fix it. So everything is going to be okay. The interaction between all of these characters is doing such a phenomenal job of, of carrying this show. Like, I really hardly even noticed that Zoe's not on the episode, which is very surprising because she was the heart. She was like the soul of every episode. She's a pretty huge presence on the show. Yeah. It, she it, is a main character. Right. And every episode revolves just shy around her. Yes, everybody got their little bits and pieces every once in a while, but it's her show. And, you know, the rest of the cast is doing a fantastic job carrying it. So I, it, it's season five is just as good, if not a little bit better, because we're getting to see the other characters, you know, blossom a little bit more. So I'm going to continue watching and I highly suggest everybody else check it out because it is so much fun. There's a there's a there's a personality type for everyone. And it's good to hear that uh, that these these they're giving more to do to some of these people because I felt like we didn't stop watching this because we didn't like it or anything. It was just sort of like one of those things you you know. Well, there's a lot to watch. I think we stopped like when it went on hiatus, and then we never really realized when it came back. Right, something like that. Yeah, because like it's always been on our list. I think it just kind of fell off of the front of our Hulu list or something like that. Because I just don't even. I remember. I just don't even remember this coming back. At at a certain point, the, the, there's only one complaint that I have about season five is that um, the other he he's a what the hell is his name? The other black Damon Wayne's Jr. Oh, Coach yeah. is Coach left again, again, again. Um, but Winston, like I was never a big fan of the Winston character. I felt like he was way too over the top, but like. <laughs> they gave him a like. That's what I was trying to say. They gave him a lot of weird stuff, and it felt like they never knew what to do. And with I still him. think they so don't. If they're, like, but he's just he's just like filling uh, those shoes like as best as he can. Like he's a cop now, and they're very much pushing the fact that he's he he's single with a cat. Like <laughs> it's, yes. which is I I have to say it's as a woman it's nice to see a single crazy person with a cat who is male. That's not something you this see on TV true. very and, much as a comedic And stereotype. he's not even the craziest one because, I, in my personal opinion, Schmidt is the craziest character on the show. Because <laughs> different, different he has no of basis like, like, of reality. He doesn't know <laughs> anything. Winston sort of knows that he's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he does. He understands that he belongs in a loony bin half the time. But... uh Schmidt, Schmidt is, is my favorite character on this show. <laughs> he is he is quite Schmidt yes, with himself. Yes, he is. <laughs> so there it is. That's what that's what I got. Um, please, it's so much fun. It's such an entertaining show. Chris, let let's let's, let's chat about the the relaunch, reboot, reimagining the remuppeting. The remuppeting. <laughs> there it is. The remuppeting. Write that down. Yes. <laughs> All right, so here here's the deal. It is largely the same show. They just injected some heart. They injected into it. the Muppets. Um, 
They did. They they put like there is this was a very meta episode because oh. it was it seemed to be talking about the whole fact that the show was lacking heart and it needed to be rebranded. It so, was uh grinder levels of meta. It was. Really. <laughs> yes. it was, wow, that's a very good but good point. <laughs> it was pretty pretty spectacular. So all right, so the thing starts with and and we we get the um the the intro music like the the whole intro scene and I had complained before about how mean the show mm-hmm. has been to Kermit and it was a very small touch yep. but they fixed it at the very end Peggy comes in and gives him a cup of coffee and then instead of saying time to get things started he goes oh time to get things started and I was like yes it is time to get things started like, did you get the little chill that I got when I saw that I was like oh they're doing I did. it they're doing it it did they really did it like they like it was that small attention to detail that was so exemplary of what was wrong with the show and the way that they solved the problem of how to rebrand the show on their own terms was the most brilliant physical depiction that they could have possibly come up with and it was all of the muppets in the room together and they just spontaneously started singing the muppet show theme and Kermit was just like, there it is. It's He literally it's said, them. this is what we're missing. This, this is what we're missing. He did. And we, uh, they, they did. What did I say? I said before, they had this great setup where they could be showcasing more of what like the individual Muppets could do with sketches and stuff on the late night show. And they did that. They did exactly that. And it was hilarious. Uh, all right. So it must be Randall Einhorn, who's the new director. Must be a big fan of the show, of our show, probably because he stole your ideas. Yes, clearly, <laughs> <laughs> big and fan the, of the, the show. Ten out of ten. The new showrunner, I don't remember her name, but she was uh, she's the one in charge of a uh, Gallivant, which is another really funny, goofy, heart filled show. Um, Emily and I. That's the only Emily female name I see. Emily Wilson. Okay, writer. Well, she is. She is a. I, I I'm thrilled with what she has done with the show. It's, I because I didn't think that what they had cooking was necessarily a bad formula, but you know what the show didn't do was talk about their sex lives. Like yeah, there was relationship stuff, but nobody was in, in heavily like beating you over the head with Muppet sex. Nobody actually, needs that. It's a actually, terrible idea. There was a little bit. When they did the skit with the shrimp, is it is that what he is? <laughs> well, yeah, it, with the shrimp, but that's that's, that's that part of Pepe's done. character. Part of Pepe's character, and it was very innuendo-y. You know what I mean? Like that's part of his character. It's not he. Part of his character is that he is a less wholesome character, but he does it. They they talk about him the way his dialogue is all clever enough that it's like a little kid could watch that and not be like, "Mommy, what's going on?" Like. that's how he's worded and that's how it's done and that's not how the show has been done previously where Kermit the Frog flat out says he thinks pigs are sexy that's gross (laughs) we don't need that (laughs) now I did come up with I did come to a startling discovery when uh, researching this episode because another thing that I was incredibly happy about was that Chip did not have a single line in the entire episode he was was still there but he didn't have any lines. And here is where I have to I have to backpedal ever so slightly. Um I still think Chip is a horrible character. I still think this 
iteration of Chip is a horrible character. Chip is actually a very old, obscure Muppet. He's been in a handful of things, dating way back to the 80s, as just a background character with one or two lines. And he's always been this kind of nerdy caricature, but he was actually a physical caricature of a different writer on the Muppets. And he's always been this kind of like really in the background character. And it is neat to take something that is old and obscure and kind of push it a little bit more into the limelight. It is neat to have taken something like that and put it into the limelight. What it is not neat is that it was that (laughs) character because it's fucking hideous and there's probably a reason it was never a star of anything in the past. And it is also not a good idea to take your stupid fucking awful Big Bang Theory humor and ex- and just cram it into this obscure old buck-toothed wheezing Muppet. <laughs> Die forever. It, it seems to me what they did with this reboot is they took a lot of the things that the first half of the show, the first half of the season, had focused on as like, yes, this is what's going to make us new and different and great. And these are the things like we're going to get Chip and we're going to make him a whole character. And all the, you know, hipster Muppet fans in their 30s will be like, oh, my God, it's Chip. We love Chip. Nobody Holy crap. Chip. Like <laughs> nobody even knows Chip. I didn't know Chip and I'm a fucking Muppet fan. So, well, certainly what you're saying is like nobody needs that much of Chip anyway. Let him be there. Give him a line every once in a while, but having him be at the front of the show isn't what the Muppets is, nor is having Miss Pip- Miss Piggy be such a controlling bitch that she's the only one on the show. Yes, absolutely. They like, did a great job of making Miss Piggy just the right amount of self-centered, because Piggy was genuinely awful for the first chunk of this season. Like, she didn't seem to have a heart. She didn't seem to care about much. She was way too self-centered. And Piggy's always been self-centered to an extent, which is why she's not exactly my favorite Muppet character, but she really works in the in in a happier setting, yeah, you know what and, I mean? Yeah. Like she can she she really brings something to the ensemble and they injected the right kind of personality back into her this time. And there was another scene in Rolf's bar, so huzzah <laughs> yes. for that. And they got rid of Something else that wasn't working, which is freaking Denise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in the bacon on the way out, lady. Like, mm-hmm. whoo. That was another thing that I think they were like, well, we got to get away from this Kermit and Piggy dynamic. That's old. That's tired. We got to get Kermit a new girlfriend. And like, that'll be great. And that'll be a, inject some real whatever into the show. No, well, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. The, the show Kermit does not... and Piggy dynamic works. It does. There doesn't need to be like they're they were taking this show and making the Muppets office and trying to make all these intermingling relationships Ooh. and it just being a relationship. Did they sitcom. have interstitials? And it doesn't need to be that. Okay. Yeah, they I don't did. remember them. I re- I remember them from the, the previous episodes, like they were really overt. I don't remember them from here. Yeah. There were a few like Kermit in the beginning talked to the camera about how he was had a you know talk with his girlfriend and he was going to spend more time with her and mm-hmm. less time on the show. But they were they were few and far between. They, they were, were definitely handled. used yeah. more sparingly and you know in the right places. Yeah, in a way that that felt natural and progressed. What was the, the name? Episode. Of, what's the name of the uh, car- the creepy butler for Piggy? Deadly. Dead. Deadly. Yes. Deadly. 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 
He was I fucking awesome. love him. <laughs> now that's him an obscure character. That, yes. Oh my god. So everyone goes on a vacation and Miss Piggy comes back from uh, an Argentinian vacation that like changed her life and her Wait, whole personality which was very Antarctica? convenient. She went oh, okay. back and forth throughout the episode. Like ha- it was Antarctic okay. and Argentinian. I'm fairly certain. I think it was Argentina, but like way down at the bottom of Argentina, you can they see all Antarctica. Wearing I think that's what she was they talking were all about. All wearing ponchos. <laughs> she came back with this a giant mass of ponchos, which Deadly was mortified by, and a pet penguin named Gloria Estefan. <laughs> and that's not the first time I've said that. <laughs> And if, uh, please let Gloria Stefan be a permanent addition to the show. And, yeah. like, not like, you know, a big part of it. Just, you know, every once in a while. As many times while. as we see, uh, his name is yeah. Uncle Deadly. Every time we see Uncle Deadly, we're just a little, little penguin. That's, that's good. There was a point where he was biting yeah. on whatever that, the, 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 the whisker. The, the little tendrils or whatever. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Now, see, like, Deadly is how you do. Uh, he's always been one of my favorite characters on this show. Like they've, I, I, I'm pretty. I know that character's been around before, and he's another one of those relatively obscure Muppets that they've given more of a personality. But this one really works. Yeah. Like it, he is a perfect example of how to do that, as opposed to Chip. Yeah, he was a- in. Oh, what the hell! He was in the live action. Muppets movie with Jason Segel. Yeah, he like, was definitely in that. I, I just clicked that. on Uncle Deadly at, and in IMDb. Mm-hmm. 1977 is the earliest that there I've seen. There you go. Yeah, Vincent he's been around. Price. So. Spectacular. Good, good. We're, so, yes, I was... It was everything I wanted. It, it was. It, this became the Muppet show that I really wanted it to be. And uh, I, I hope it continues. I, I mean, I have a lot of faith in it because, like I said... Uh, the showrunner is also in charge of Gallivant, which was a show that consistently got better all through the first season, and I'm really looking forward to watching the second season once I you know get some time. <laughs> uh, I have I have a lot of faith that, and and it's it's also clear that ABC is behind this show, like that they were willing to go through this kind of a change and relaunch. Right. Like I don't think that they're just going to outright cancel this show. They're going to give it every shot to be a, the success that it should be. Uh, which makes me really happy because um, the last time the Muppets were regularly on TV was Muppets Tonight, and I feel like I remembered liking that show, which has completely disappeared into obscurity. It's never been released on any kind of DVD really? or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of it's available on YouTube. I, I just was poking that the other day, like, oh, hey, look at that. Muppets Tonight is is on YouTube from some dude who recorded <laughs> them off TV, and then I looked into it, and just like the last season of The Muppet Show, Muppets Tonight has never been uh, published anywhere, which is just, it's it's a crying shame that the last season of the Mupp- the original Muppet Show and all of Muppets Tonight is just completely lost in the, in the Disney vaults because of uh, Disney's strange habits of releasing yeah, things. True. Yeah. I just have to issue a quick correction. It's Kristen Newman who is the new showrunner. Kristen okay. Newman, okay. That sounds I did, I, Okay, because um, I, don't, I don't see her credited on IMDb. That's not cool. She's under series cast and crew okay, of producers. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you, Abed. <laughs> I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> well, he must have yeah, stolen it from yeah. you then. Um, In the darkest so timeline. We are so happy. I Like... The the way they 
interjected that this show needs to change with the 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 introduce the introduction of that guy who's going to make things better, and then mm-hmm. uh, Cam Peel, like oh. Oh my god, they so they were perfect. awesome too. Oh, that's what I was thinking of is um the guy who played the uh the brand pizza. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Pache. Pache. No, no, no. <laughs> that guy I'm not even gonna do him the disservice of trying to pronounce his name, but he uh has appeared on Mindy Project back when it was good. Uh, as Mindy's younger brother, and he was a really hysterical character actor, so it's nice to see him again, even if he was being total jerk. <laughs> there was a like he did I, that he well. Said something to Fozzie, and Fozzie's like, "I can say things. Watch." And then he just opened his mouth, and nothing came out. And he's like, "I am so fired." <laughs> One of his suggestions was a YouTube kid who makes noises <laughs> with his mouth. I can make noises <laughs> with my mouth. <laughs> Oh my god, when Piggy was trying to talk to Kermit about being relevant and she just starts listing things and Oculus Rift was one of them and I just started cracking because it was such a throwaway line but it was speaking directly to my sense of humor and I was just cracking up on the inside. Oh, I loved Uh, it. Her outfit when she was trying to be relevant spoke right to my sense of humor. Like, oh my god! Yeah, like we we both laughed out loud at this episode. It was it was fantastic. Now, um, getting back to the the subject of Denise, I was reading something earlier, and I, I wish I could remember what I was reading. But there was some sort of blog site talking about this episode, and they brought up a really interesting point, and is the kind of this is the kind of, I guess, relationship drama that I would be interested enough in seeing is that um, – so they talked about bringing back some old sketches and they mentioned – and I can't remember the name of it. They mentioned a, an old regular sketch that was on the original Muppet show and that got that, that got this writer thinking, what if they brought back pigs in oh. space? And that means – that they would be bringing back some other pigs, and that would mean that there would be a big, buff, manly pig there you go. for Denise, Denise to potentially meet up with and fall in love with. And, and try and make Kermit jealous with. E- exactly. Like, and that's the kind of relationship story that you're exactly right, that I could, I could handle. I just want I to totally get behind some... <laughs> I know. How fantastic would that be? Like, just being able to bring back that aspect of the Muppets, because in the original Muppet show, it was a freaking variety show. And they came up with all these interesting and unique and fun, wacky sketches. And now you have a format where you can present that stuff, albeit to a lesser degree, but we can do that kind of stuff. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Me too. <laughs> well, clearly the, uh, the creators listened mm-hmm. to the show. Because they did what we wanted them to. So, hey, Muppet creators, we want pigs in space. Pigs in. And you can mail the royalty checks to... <laughs> mail at geekade.com. Uh, <laughs> can you do that? <laughs> if you should accidentally happen to set Chip on fire... How cool would it be, be that upset. just like, I don't know, maybe two episodes from now, something goes wrong. And in the background, you see Chip running through screen, running through camera, and the top of his head's on fire. Just a throwaway. Fantastic. It would ha- it would have to be more than that though, because you know Beaker's head goes yeah, on but fire he's all Beaker. the time. <laughs> true, true. He is he is quite resilient. He is he is inflammable. I am curious. Now we didn't see the second newer Muppets movie, but um, 
Whatever happened to Walter from the Muppets? From, like the the Jason Segel movie. Walter, like, which one? The the, the the little human looking one. The new character. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like he seemed to officially join the Muppets at the end of that movie, and I don't know if he was in Muppets Most Wanted. It, okay, I'm looking. He. Um, it says that he was in the pilot, and then Swing Song. Hmm. Swine, excuse me, Swine Song. Swine Song? That, that was, that was yeah, the new He has credits in both him. of those. Huh. Which is neat to see. Huh. Right. <laughs> I could click on a Muppet name and get their IMDb credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With Alrighty. that, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to make you listen to our commercials to only come back and listen to us talk about commercials. Stay tuned. Huzzah. The Waveback Podcast is all new this week with one of the most eclectic track lists the show has ever had. There's chanting, there's square guitars, there's sack boys, but most importantly, there's some awesome music that's well worth listening to. Join Chris and Vicky for the Waveback Podcast episode 18, Little Big Planet. CBFU's Tony Panero played catch-up this week and delivered not one, but two all-new episodes of Flash Facts. With this many flashbacks, you could fill an entire Flash encyclopedia. Do you remember encyclopedias? Those aren't really relevant anymore. What with the internet and all. Still, it was, it was cool to have gigantic sets of books lying around full of information on just about every subject imaginable. But you know what is relevant? Heading on over to and checking out Flashbacks, Reverse Flash Returns, and Fast Lane. Several video game franchises are hitting an important milestone this year. 30 years ago, the world was introduced to the likes of Legend of Zelda, Castlevania, Kid Icarus, Dragon Quest, Metroid, and more. But what should be done to celebrate these historic series? Chris has a few ideas, and they will almost definitely never happen. But if you like postulation, and who doesn't, head over to the Think Tank and read Six Games Going On 30. Geekay's New Venture Brothers recap series continues this week with the second episode of the new season. All that pesky stage setting is out of the way now, and the Ventures are getting into the swing of things in New York City. With so much status unclothed, will the Venture Brothers be able to find their footing? Read the Spoiler Brothers, maybe no-go, to find out. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you for listening to our commercials. So for you, you, you know, for as a reward, let's talk about some more commercials. This past weekend was some sort of sporting event of some sort. There was feet and 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 goal posts and there was very guys. much sports balling. It was the puppy there bowl, it is. right? The puppy bowl happened. It's the big weekend. puppy bowl. No sillies. It was the Super Bowl, and we all know everybody watches the Super Bowl for the. We we can't we can't say that, Evan. They're going to sue the shit out of us. There's lawyers currently en route to your house with tasers in hand. You cannot say. Okay. The, the superb owl. The <laughs> big it, can game. Can we say superb owl? Okay. Yes, it is the so superb this owl. Week, <laughs> this weekend was the superb owl, and everybody enjoys the superb owl because of the commercials. That, and, and the, the feet ball. ball. Yes, and the feet ball. 
Uh, so we're going to chat about some of them, I guess, because there was a lot, uh, shockingly, because I found out this today, as a matter of fact, that the average price per 30 seconds was something like $5 million for ad space on the Superb Owl time. That's shocking. That's a lot of money. And in some cases, well worth it. And in other cases, why? Exactly. I concur. Um, so let's let... You know what? We'll go around and we'll just say one that we liked and then, you know, just keep hooping around. Um, I'm going to start with the first one that I saw that made me laugh out loud was the Doritos commercial with the sonogram. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. And at the end, when the allegedly the baby shoots out of her uterus, that's not what got me. It was the headbutt to the inside of her stomach that made me laugh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i didn't think that was so funny but. <laughs> well you're one of those women that have had a child so it's completely different for me <laughs> a little personal experience makes it a little uh uncomfortable i i suppose turnabout is fair play for the thousands of years of like guys getting kicked in the junk uh jokes that this, we've had on there TV. you go <laughs> it's only fair now we're square right man hidden crotch with football uh so that was my first one that was the first one i enjoyed uh Karen, uh, I had a couple of favorites. The one that one that made me like sit up and squee and clap with joy was uh, for Heinz, the dachshunds dressed as hot dogs, just running across a field towards a bunch of people dressed as Heinz ketchup and mustard bottles. I, there was nothing to it, the but little that kid just, with I the mean, ketchup packet, packet that was cute. It was adorable. I mean. It's like a no-brainer, like a, a wiener dog as a wiener. Like, that's just funny. And they had a little puppy one as a little <laughs> tiny, like, what's the word? Cocktail I'm picking a, Not picking a blanket. They had a cocktail weenie, yes. Oh, so cute. Chris? Uh, let's see. Uh, things that I liked. Um, let's go with uh, Marmot. Did you I'm see not the Marmot that kind ad? of Marmot, sir. I have all right. First off, that was the 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 friends song from uh, Flight, Flight of the, the Concords. It was so hooray for that. And then it was like I don't even know what Marmot is, but I want one. What that product is, but I am fucking backing it. I am a hundred percent behind whatever Marmot is. I'll take it. I'll take two in case one breaks. That shit was funny. That was just a okay. funny commercial. Yeah, way to, way to be coming back into the public consciousness, Flight of the Concords, between this and, and the guy on the episode, uh, X-Files episode. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right, so we did just those were the standard you know commercials. Now, your favorite appearance of a, of a famous actor and or actress. Oh, I okay. have one for that. I know you no, have one for No, you would be surprised. I will... Yes. Really? My favorite was, uh, it was Christopher Walken Closet. Oh, that uh, was, was good. was it for? That was good. Uh, it was for a car. I think was it, it was Kia. Kia. Yes. Kia, it was Kia Where he was talking to Richard about beige socks. When, <laughs> when he walks him out of the closet and he's like, it's like the coolest pair of socks ever, except it's a midsize sedan. I snorted like I left and like it came out my nose. It was like the guy in the commercial was looking at Christopher Walken saying, wait, this is a fucking car commercial. <laughs> and then he's talking to him with the sock on his hand. He's like, punch it, Richard. 
touch it. <laughs> and I will. I, are either of you going to talk about the one that you definitely assumed I was going to pick? You go ahead and take it. We okay. left it for you. Um, Hyundai made, I guess, one of my deepest dreams come true. <laughs> they, they, they created Ryanville, where everybody but two young women was Ryan Reynolds. A group of Ryan Reynolds' eye playing football, a police Ryan Reynolds, a guy getting pulled over Ryan Reynolds, a dog walker Ryan Reynolds. But my, my like the thing that I noted is at the very beginning of that commercial, it says, Welcome to Ryanville. Population, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice joke. So I like that, that. Uh, that was, I gave that like, you know, uh, honorable mention. <laughs> He's giving it a something, <laughs> out, and it's not a thumb. <laughs> hey now, easy. Oh my, uh, Chris. I don't know who would. Who, who, who went? Go ahead, pick one of the two of you. Find it out. Go. <laughs> okay, Chris is pointing at me. Um, for celebrity appearance, I have to go with Amazon Echo. <laughs> okay. Um, there, there was a series of these ads with Alec Baldwin and Dan Marino primarily uh, oh, yeah. leading up to the uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. They had a couple of short spots where Alec Baldwin and Dan Marino were planning a Super Bowl party together, and they decided to make a snack stadium. <laughs> and the entire time, they have this like kind of like adversarial friendship where like Alec Baldwin just keeps insulting Dan Marino, and Dan Marino just comes back <laughs> at him. So in the Super Bowl spot. They're at their, um, they're at the Super Bowl party, and I did not catch this during the airing of the game. I caught it when I rewatched the uh, the ads online later. The opening <laughs> shot is Jason Schwartzman is one of the guests at the party, and he's talking to some like super old lady with like fur and diamonds all over, and he's like, "So, how much money do you have?" <laughs> <laughs> and they pan across the whole elaborate party and you know and Alec Baldwin takes everybody uh he he uses the Amazon Echo to like stop all the music and take everybody in to see the snack stadium where Dan Marino is already helping himself. The to biggest mistake that that commercial is making is that everybody's going to think it's going to be Amazon Alexia. Okay. Alexa, yeah, that's the voice of the virtual assistant on the actual that's Echo the product. That's the name he keeps calling out. To make things happen. So uh, Alec Baldwin and, and Dan Marino get in a big fight uh, where, you know, they each ask Alexa, you know, how many Super Bowls did Dan Marino win? Well, how many Oscars did Alec Baldwin win? At which point Jason Schwartzman jumps to action like he's ready to fight Dan Marino. <laughs> and then the tension is diffused by Missy Elliott being obnoxious. Like, that was the one part of the commercial. I was yeah, like, that was kind of lame. Eh. Yeah. No. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a follow-up to this ad, which I saw yet today or yesterday on TV, um, where Jason, Jason Schwartzman calls Alec Baldwin, who is w- waking up in bed with his like tuxedo shirt half open in his boxers and his socks, and Jason Schwartzman calls and wakes him up because he's calling from jail, <laughs> and he needs to be bailed out. He says, we were naughty boys. <laughs> and Alec Baldwin asks Alexa to read the news, and it turns out they like moon some paparazzi or something. <laughs> yeah, this was a very well done series nice. of ads. Nice, Chris. Uh, mine goes to Snickers with uh, the classic <laughs> Snickers. You know, have a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Uh, and it was Willem Dafoe as Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> 
And uh, who's the wow. idiot that That's... makes a woman stand on a subway grate with high heels? <laughs> It's a question I've been wondering for, like, many decades since I first saw that. Uh, that was just, that was just fantastic. I was so, like, Willem Dafoe is, is fucking fantastic in the, everything. The guy but... at the end, uh, Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. I couldn't remember his name. He made a nice mm-hmm. little cameo. With... This is, this is never going to get cut. This is never going to make the final cut. <laughs> The only um, part of that I didn't like was that they did some creepy computer stuff to make Marilyn Monroe say the line once she turned back into herself. <laughs> like, yeah. that was weird and unnatural. I didn't like it. <laughs> but the Willem Dafoe angle made me chuckle uh, enough did to Did you see the, the pre, creepiness. like the trailer teaser for that commercial? It's the no. scene where, um, I think it's JFK is... Uh, introducing Marilyn Monroe and she comes out and sings happy birthday but it's all in shadows and it's just a podium and you see Marilyn walk up to the podium and it's Willem Dafoe singing happy birthday happy birthday (laughs) (laughs) Mr. President (laughs) it's weird how they did teasers for the Super Bowl commercials yeah Yeah, it's become a real thing I guess you know when you're spending five million dollars on a spot yeah I guess yeah. yeah Uh, topic, topic, topic. I'm going to say biggest waste of money. (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to start? Uh, Sure. Okay. There was, hold on, I I have notes. Mobile Strike featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is a... (laughs) Oh, boo. Yeah, that is a bunch of horseshit. Now, there's 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 usually two, actually three different types of commercials. For the, the, the superb owl. There's the funny, which are always big hits. There's the standard commercial that someone just paid a shit ton of money to put on at a specific time slot. The epic, oh my god, you have to pay attention to this. And the, why the fuck is this a commercial during now? Like, and that, that mobile strike app falls into that final category. A they, I mean, like I said when I saw it during the game, it that that app is advertised on every freaking free app that I and use. And it's the same advertisement. Like, it's everywhere. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Was it subtitled during the game? I don't remember seeing okay, it, but I had a lot going on during the game. Because I, I watched all of them off of that site that you sent, and it mm-hmm. Ar- <laughs> most of Arnold's speaking parts were subtitled. Which made me laugh. <laughs> That's kind of necessary. I think I have to go with um, Persil, which is a detergent. Ooh, good call. <laughs> this was like, their, I think there was first year that they were, uh, yeah, their Super Bowl, first year for Super Bowl ad. And it was just a standard detergent commercial. They just had a, you know, a washer and dryer and a guy in a tuxedo say some, you know, statistic about how their detergent was the best. And like, it rose up up on a podium through the floor. And then he was like, okay, boom. And then, you know, they unfurled a curtain behind it with the brand name on it. I was like, this is really stupid. I've never even heard of that brand before. And you'll never remember it. Not from that commercial. No, probably not. Not from those $5 million poorly spent. (laughs) Chris? All right. uh, My biggest waste of money would be however much money they spent on Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer to do that thing that they did. 
It was like um, I think it was for Bud like Light. fucking Bud Light or some. It shit It was like Bud that. Light. And they all, there was a funny joke in there where they said everyone likes Paul Rudd. Actually, it's true. The, everybody do. but Amy Schumer and and what's his name were funny. Yeah, like it was just. And at one point, Seth Rogen just started saying the Independence Day thing, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. come on." Come the fuck on. How lazy is this shit? You are two genuinely funny people, and this is the laziest commercial about the laziest fucking beer in the world. Like, no, boo. Just boo. Big fat thumbs down. Go go scratch. No. Big waste of money. Because you know that costs them a shitload yes. of money. Like, those two people are not cheap. Nobody else in that commercial was cheap. None of the effects were cheap. They spent a buttload of money on that commercial, which they could have spent on feeding the homeless or fucking saving the pack rats or whatever the fuck. Just, they could have spent it on anything. But no, just no. Boo, thumbs down. Get bent. Go to hell. And I'm going to try to come up with one last topic. Uh, how about the biggest surprise? Hmm. I was shocked to see... Pokemon 20-year anniversary commercial. That was a surprise. <laughs> I wasn't surprised at all, because they announced it, like, two weeks prior and released the same that full ad, like, a week like, prior. Why is this a commercial during the Superb Owl? <laughs> like, totally wrong customer base. I don't think so, man. That that thing tracked yeah. really well. Like, yeah, they're... they're Alright, so, so, like, look... It's 20 years old now, which means that the people that played this game when they were kids now have jobs. And now they're they're hitting the nostalgia train hard this All year. Right. So they're just putting that brand awareness back out there. And uh, I, I thought it was a really smart move. And it was a really cool looking commercial. Like, I don't like Pokemon. I am playing through that game for the website. It is taking me over a year. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I, I don't hate the game, but I don't love it. I don't I don't get the draw the way that a lot of a lot of people did when it first came out. A lot of people still do with the new games, but I mean that commercial was pretty rad. So okay. good good on them. But it was definitely if I wasn't me, if I was in a, like I'm sure a lot of people were genuinely surprised by. It. In fact, a lot of people in our room were like, "Holy shit, that was 20 right, years right, ago." Right, right. Like, I think that was a big surprise <coughs> to a lot of people that Pokemon's 20 years old now. It's almost this old enough true. to drink. Just about. Um, I guess if I were surprised by anything, it was uh, Oh, Scott yes! Bayo. I'm so glad you mentioned that! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was on my list of things Avocados to talk about. Avocados from yeah, that was, that was... <laughs> yeah, that was a really cute commercial with the alien taking a bunch of other aliens through a museum of, like, Earth artifacts, and one of them was Scott Bayo. <laughs> like, hey, if you had asked me one thing that I didn't expect to see during this game today, that's probably something I would have put on the list. An avocado commercial. Like, that's a double whammy right there. Yeah, that's not like, oh, it's a natural connection between, you know, chachi and avocados. (laughs) Chris? Sorry, I'm I'm typing the natural connection between chachi and avocados. Uh, I'm looking through all my notes. Uh, I mean, you know what? The the biggest surprise to me was the fact that the Deadpool trailer, the big Super Bowl Deadpool trailer, aired before the fucking game started. Yeah. Like, we were all hanging out, and then I'm, like, just, just getting ready for the game to start, and I look up and, like, I want to yeah. watch this. We're, nobody's paying attention yet. It's the fucking pregame bullshit. And one of the... 
Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. It's fucking great. And but, not uh, only that, but like that at that hour, that's six o'clock, like kids are all still up watching the game and like, okay, the commercial is fine and perfectly appropriate to air during TV, but the product it's advertising is totally not. And maybe we should put this commercial on a little later well, in the game, guys, money. after the kids have gone to bed. I mean, I guess Fox spent their like money. Like, Fox doesn't have money coming out of their asshole. <laughs> they probably spent their movie marketing budget on getting that X-Men Apocalypse trailer in later, which I guess I get, but I was just genuinely surprised to see it that early and like, that was it. It was done. All right. I got you. I agree. Still haven't seen it. I'm going to have to check that out. Uh, Any other honorable mentions? Anything else we want to chat about? I, yeah, I have a couple. I think Chris has a couple. You want to go, honey? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know if we're going to talk about them separately, but I wanted to call out the, you know, blockbuster movie trailers were pretty fucking rad. Uh, Independence Day is looking good. Can we hold this till, good. Till, till, this, till next week? I mean, that's really to talk about, I guess. Oh, I mean, okay. do you really? I can't. I can't chime in. Look, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'll just say that Independence Day is looking tight. Uh, Civil War is it looking good? All right, looking good. I I I want to hug it. I think right. it's good. Um, we can. Ha- I I I know what you're talking about with that, and we can have that discussion <laughs> another time. But uh, yeah, that's looking good. Um. Uh, the Deadpool is looking good. X Men Apocalypse. I think that, I think good. I saw the, the a part of the X Men Apocalypse trailer, and I think they did right by the trailer to show us the things that we really wanted to see, as opposed mm-hmm. to the things that they wanted us to see. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw Apocalypse get yeah. all super big. And yeah. I was That's like, what we yep. wanted to see. Okay. We didn't want to see his chin. He doesn't look like Ivan Ooze anymore. I'm good. Ivan Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous uh yeah that that i mean i i what was it the doritos dog thing that was cute that was cute here here's what i'll do uh instead of saying things that i really liked because i'm sure she's gonna say some more things that she liked i have a couple things to give big fat fucking thumbs okay. downs to uh primarily mountain dew puppy baby monkey <laughs> i was actually gonna ask our opinion of puppy baby monkey <laughs> i i thought it was gross the and worst I'm, i know exactly what they're doing it's remember that that one from last year where yes. all the fucking animals started jumping up and like screaming and shit on the wall and then the people were doing all that really uncomfortable dancing and it played over and over and over and over again on everything on Hulu and Netflix and YouTube and everything forever because Mountain Dew clearly really wants us to do the fucking do. The puppy baby monkey was so <laughs> dumb. It was like, look how fucking hard we're trying. We are so hip. We are so weird. And you know, they will never out weird Skittles. They can't fucking do Skittles it. It's physically sublime. impossible to out weird Skittles. They just can't fucking do it. Like, I saw that Skittles commercial a couple of days ago on mute, and I was like, that's fucking dumb. And then I actually saw the commercial where he was tricking Skittles Steven Tyler into singing higher and higher until he exploded himself. And that was downright tame for Skittles commercials. Like, Skittles commercials are fucking weird. Mountain Dew, you will never be Skittles, so stop fucking trying. Like, you're really, really annoying me. Shock Top. I don't drink. Shock Top ads can never, ever stop fucking themselves. 
just just find some find that fucking tap with the talking orange with the dumbass sunglasses on it and shove it up your ass as repeatedly as you can sideways and rotate it. <laughs> Fuck you, Shock Top. I hate those fucking ads. Not even the not even this one. This one was bad. This one was obnoxious, but at least it was aware that it was a commercial. It was clearly staged. The ones that really get under my skin are the fucking ones where they're trying to make it look like it's found footage. Like, oh, we hit this camera and these people walked by this talking crate and then they took them to a party. And they shoot it and act it as if it's supposed to be really real. Like, you're supposed to fucking believe that this fucking orange is talking to me? God damn it, you're so... I hate you, I hate you so fucking much, Shock Top. Fucking die. You're terrible. Just, Just take this stupid orange and shove it inside of Chip from the Muppets and jettison into the fucking moon. I hate Shock Top ads. They're fucking terrible. I don't drink anyway, but I will never drink your goddamn beer. Fuck you, this Shock Top. brought to you by Shock Top Beer. <laughs> Enjoy the orange. Um, do you, did you ever Shock notice Top. how much he sounds like Lewis yes. Black sometimes? <laughs> um, Shock Top is a pretty terrible beer. Sure it is. Like I like I like good a good uh, Belgian, but it is you know it's produced by Budweiser, which it, this was a gripe of mine about the Budweiser ad. <laughs> True, this is, is a good they point. come through and they're like, "Oh, we're a real beer. We're America beer. We're this and we're not that, and we don't do craft beer and we don't do fruit on our beer." Yes, you fucking do because you make Shock Top, and you know what the logo is for that? A fucking orange. <laughs> I felt bad for TJ. So, like, I like TJ Miller. He's yeah, a funny guy. Well. You know what? I'm sure he could dry his tears yeah. on his big fat check. Yeah, he got fucking paid for that. <laughs> Anything uh, else you want to rant about, uh, Chris? I, I mean, not even anywhere near the level of <laughs> ire. ire that I have for that. But uh, the Hyundai first date. Yeah, that was a little. Come weak. on, come on. You're gonna spend. You're gonna spend money on this. <laughs> Like, every sitcom, I think actually every sitcom is legally mandated to do this at some point. And you just made a Super Bowl commercial out of this same fucking joke. It is well, so Hyundai tired. They had a lot of ad time during the, 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 the they show. They did. Honey makes a lot of money. The voice start one with the Bears. Uh-huh. Ryanville. Mm. First date. And the, just the one where the kid had the, the chest, the, the engine in his chest, like Iron yeah. Man. Oh yeah, that was all Hyundai. Well, good for them. Well, they fucking that's a lot of fucking, fucking money squandered like that. on that first date commercial. That shit was that was like some. Well, I mean, we were watching CBS, so that was some <laughs> CBS comedy shit right there. Way to go, Hyundai! I thought that uh, the puppy monkey baby was really going to take the cake for my most hated ad of the world, and like at the time, it did. Sorry, the big game, the superb owl. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, at the time, that was the thing I hated the most. But it's been two days, and I've watched some Hulu, which means I've seen the Kung Fu Panda Wix.com commercials about 7,000 times, and I want to scream every time it comes on. So I'm about to send you some money so that you can update your account for the month so you can go commercial free because I don't want my good friends to have to go through that. <laughs> it's like Thank they'll you. show three ads with a little wheel in the corner says add one of three, two of three, three of three, and all three will be the fucking ad. Back to back yes. to back. <laughs> Never get enough of that shit. But I can end on a positive note because there's one I did love that I didn't get a chance to bring up at, it at all, which was for some truck I never heard of, the Honda Ridgeline. 
when the farmer pulls up in the field of sheep and he leaves and they're all singing Queen. <laughs> did you did you see why they were singing Queen? Because there were speakers in the bed of the truck, which That's is the, the selling point of the truck. <laughs> but it's just something about like the song, the sheep singing along, the fact that Queen songs sound so good in a choral arrangement that like yes. then you put the cute animals with it. It's just some and the fact the good- that they like stopped when the farmer came back and then, like, started again when he left. They actually had really good special effects for the mouth movements they did. this time as well. Yeah, sometimes the talking animals can look creepy, but th- this did a good job. And at the end, the, the dog... That was, was the, the genius. That was the true genius. It turned out to, that the dog was the one doing the voiceover for the <laughs> yes. the actual ad for the truck. Again, a complete throwaway. And it was only for, like, a, a, a second at the end. But the fact that the dog was narrating the whole thing was fucking genius. Well done. Yeah, well, I and I used to have a border collie, so you're automatically going to get my heart anytime you have oh, one of those you on go. screen. What about you, Evan? Any final thoughts? Well, I'm just looking through. I was kind of surprised Helen Mirren did a Budweiser commercial, even though it was perfectly done, where she was calling drunk drivers idiots. Yeah, in front of a hamburger. That's <laughs> in front of a hamburger and a bud. Um, that hamburger looked fucking good. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. It did. It did. Let me look. Uh, Pepsi wasted their money. Um, I thought Intuit. I thought that was really. Did you did, did you note which one was the Intuit commercial? Mm-mm, I didn't. No. Death Wish Coffee. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah, what I was yeah. Gonna say. They, they was sponsored the, my, the ad. <laughs> my note is literally. What was that called? Fuck you, brand coffee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like drink this shit if you dare. Yeah, you know, like, I, I would I would neat. vote that for like the most effective. Super, uh, uh, big game oh, ad yeah. was they, because that ended and I was like I want that coffee I want, I want it right now coffee. I that want it inside me that was a very effective ad that was a good one um, the TurboTax Anthony Hopkins one that was, was funny that was nice yeah that was although bad. I think I prefer the uh, the pre-game ads that they were doing with James Lipton where the two guys from <laughs> TurboTax are yeah. trying to explain to him that they went with somebody else for the ad and he's still like trying to pitch ideas for the ad he's like singing really off key uh, hysterical I the, uh, the stupid Liam Neeson ones were dumb though what the hell was that but yeah. no see I disagree I thought that was like the most epic fucking commercial I've ever seen. <laughs> It made me wanted to buy an LG OLED TV. That's a lot of letters. Whew. It just it, like see, it seemed cool. like it was taking itself a little too serious. And I feel like if you're going to have Liam Neeson talking about how like awesome the future is, he's got to like fly away in a fucking jetpack or something. <laughs> buy with the ghetto horse whisperer. Yeah, that was that was a treat. <laughs> I did not catch that at all during the game. That was what uh. I didn't see. Alec Baldwin, the Taco Bell, Taco that, Pocket. That had balls, I thought, that ad. Which and one I, was that? Well, That it's they, bigger than? Yeah, they had this whatever taco with cheese on the inside the shell, and they were like, this is going to be bigger than, and then everything was like, oh, it's going to be bigger than this, and then they switched Which to somebody like using Tinder, that right? thing. And, oh, it's going to be bigger than something else. And the last one was a soccer player who was like, this is going to be bigger than football. Real football. Oh, like, yeah. During the soccer game, during the, the biggest American football game of the year, you're going to come out and start the <laughs> soccer football argument? Yeah, okay, so- Taco Bell. Soccer, soccer players don't give a shit about that. They are <laughs> fearless. That's funny. Uh-huh. 
the T-Mobile, Steve Harvey, and Drake. Yeah. There was two separate commercials for T-Mobile. Um, the Steve Harvey one I liked and I enjoyed, where it was, he was making fun of himself. I always like seeing that. What the that. fuck was that one where they played like 9-11 backwards and a whole bunch of other history things backwards, but not in any particular order? I ne- Anything that was boring and historical, except for the Jack in the Box commercial... Um, I paid no attention to. Yeah, well, whatever that one was was in poor taste, and they can go scratch. Uh, and I, I think that's about it. I mean, I did feel that I needed to buy a Mini Cooper at the end of the Mini Cooper commercial where Harvey Keitel made it seem to be the most coolest thing ever created. Devin, you should never drive a Mini Cooper. Why? What are you trying to say? I'm saying... Is that a fat joke? <laughs> You are not a fat man, but there is a lot of you. You are a big man, and you could fit a Mini Cooper in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been in a Mini Cooper. My mom owned one for a handful of years, and that's not a comfortable ride. No. Um, no offense was, to Mini Cooper. They make a great car. Make sure they make a fantastic vehicle. Oh, um, you know what I liked was the apartments.com. Uh, they've been pitching oh, yeah. that weird Jeff Goldblum character for a while, but that having him, you know, being hoisted, hoisted <laughs> up the side of a building while playing moving on up on a grand piano as a cor- uh, gospel choir helps all these people move into apartments. That was, that was some that was funny stuff. Good. To only get to the penthouse where George Washington and Wheezy, <laughs> some rapper, are. <laughs> And and they're, they're 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 grilling beans. It's <laughs> like really, that's a stretch and a half. Um, I the Coke Mini commercial pissed me off more than just about anything that I saw. What a waste of all of those Marvel characters. Oh, the thing. Oh yeah, with Ant Man and yep. Like no, they yep. just now we're no, not going to get Mark Ruffalo for this. No. We'll, no, we'll just we're gonna pay give for you. The Hulk we're CG. gonna give you the the, the silhouette shadow of him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really care for that one either. I, I've been seeing a lot of really positive stuff about it online, and I just remembered after it was over feeling cheap. Like, eh. uh, yeah, feel like you were cheated in some way, shape, or form. Like, I, I felt that it was a. Uh, I, I I it felt like they were being whores. <laughs> just it, it was just like oh so. Ugh. Last note: the Prius commercial with the bank robbers. Mm, don't remember it. They these guys rob a bank. They come out of the bank, but their car is being towed, so they steal at, at, from a lot a Prius, and they spend the rest of the commercial running from the police. And like everybody, you know, they become like a, a pop culture sensation, and everybody loves them because they're driving a Prius. <laughs> yes. And like the chase just goes on and on and on because the Prius gets such good gas mileage. Ridiculously long time, so long to the point where the road, the peop, the cops that have set up the roadblock have all fallen asleep. So they stealthily move the, co- the the Prius in between the cop cars to get by because it runs silently. <laughs> I thought it was clever. It was Cheers. a good uh, way to show off a lot of the features of the car. Thank you. So, there you have people. That's commercials. We should uh, put put this link we've been looking at for all the yeah. commercials yeah, so it's people in the can show check notes. them out. Oh, and yeah, also um, the game uh, was a football game, and uh, a Manning won, and uh, the apparently a petulant child is the uh, quarterback for the other team who has been uh, very bratty since his loss. Uh, congratulations. Uh, enjoy rolling around in all that money that you made for playing a game on TV. And then acting like a child. 
Um, but hey, it was it was football. The people footballed all over the place, man. They they were footballing left and right. That one guy missed the field goal. That shit cracked me up. That I would think that we would have heard more about that, but I'm pretty sure it's just because they haven't found the body yet. But that guy, <laughs> man, he hit the fucking post, and it didn't even look like it was that hard of a field goal. Look, I clearly can't do this shit. I mean, I don't think a field goal is easy by any stretch of the imagination, but like... I've seen some pretty impressive field goals in the short amount of time I've been watching football, and this did not seem like it was going to be one of those major challenge ones. And it was just like he went up there, and it was either he shit his pants and just couldn't do it because there was all that shit in his pants, or it was the laces out, Dan, kind of situation. And uh, (laughs) there's some weird shit going to happen in the future. Or he's already killed himself and they haven't found the body. But yeah, good times. Football. Yay, superb owl. So, that uh, that pretty much wraps up our show, Chris. Yo, give us your sp- your spiel. The spiel. Jeez. Well, you yes, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K R I S. Evan is available at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is available at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes, which I meticulously put together every week with my own blood, sweat, tears, and keyboard presses. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes and possibly Stitcher. We're working on that. If it's not there already, stay tuned in the future. Uh, Because if you're listening to this and you have Stitcher, how are you listening to this? Anyway, where if you're super nice, leave us a five star review because anything less than five stars. What, what was that? What's the saying? Uh, half of love is just cruel. Uh, yeah, leave us five star reviews because what? we we deserve it. <laughs> just let them go. With just, it. just 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 okay. just roll with it. Any and all okay. feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. But before I go back to you, Evan. There was this thing with the cat and the monologue of the cat, and they were like, uh, oh, day 364, uh, the human was petting me with one hand today, and I realized today that he has two. Half of love is just cruel. Uh, (laughs) There it is. Great, great, great YouTube video. All right, back to you, Evan. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Please check us out. Give uh, Geekade some love. There's plenty of other things to be entertained by there. Like you said, something new every single day. So, that just about wraps it up. Recap. Uh, new Girl. Give that a thumbs up. Muppets. Emphatic thumbs up. Uh, X-Files. Spooky thumbs up. And commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Go okay. commercials. <laughs> so, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Chris. And I'm Karen. Good night. Several video game friend. <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually typed all that. <laughs> Just try that again. Aham, aham, aham. Are we done? Yes. With the second season of the new season. Second episode. Oh. I suck. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you have no idea how much I fought saying bros, by the way. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I, I, I enjoyed the outtakes this week. <laughs> I haven't gotten to them yet, but I, I suspect there's a there's a visit from Mr. Rantaz. <laughs> He's featured prominently. With? It's that supposed to be with? Again, I suck. Okay. <laughs> but with so much... Okay. Unquote? Unquote. Unquote? Okay. Maybe no go to find out. <laughs> the episode is called Maybe No Go. Okay. Read the Spoiler Brothers Maybe No Go to find out. You can catch on. <laughs> You're going to need to edit so much of that together. It's going to be such a delightful Frankenstein post. <laughs> and this concludes our broadcast day.